is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Gaming Duo Podcast. I'm Kelvin, the Kevlar Vest, and I'm joined by co-host Rob, the robot. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We are the podcast that discusses the latest gaming news each and every Wednesday live on YouTube and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Rob, how you been? I'm okay, sir. How about you? You sound are you a little under the weather? You sound a little, um, a little sicky. I, yeah, yeah. This this past weekend I, I caught a cold and I'm still kind of recovering from that cold. Um yeah, it's 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 been rough. It's been rough for sure. So if I sound a little stuffy, I apologize, but I'm gonna make it through because we you should apologize. This. Yeah, I should. Yeah, but, you um, should definitely yeah. apologize for being sick. You should never be sick. Shame on you. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Just <laughs> you do work in a hospital. And, yeah. You know? Well, you you would think my immune system is way better. You know what I mean? Well, you know, you are soft, so. <laughs> Damn. God. Rob, yes, what sir. Have you been playing? What's going on with your life? Tell us. Talk to us. Um. So pretty interesting stuff here. I booked a trip to Puerto Rico with Jess mm. uh, last week, or not last week, but we got actually got like the hotel and Airbnb and all that stuff. So I'll be yeah. gone um, for that for not next week, but the following week. I think we'll be gone for a few days. So we're going to San Juan. And uh, yeah, I mean, you've been to Puerto Rico. Can you tell me, you know, some recommendations? What was your favorite part about Puerto Rico? I guess you were in San Juan, right? I well yeah we landed um so I went to Puerto Rico a few times one it was on a cruise and we strictly just stayed in San Juan you're gonna you're you're staying in San Juan as well we're right? staying in San Juan close to the beach I forget what it's okay. called but it's like more on the northeast side of the island but yeah yeah so you're gonna do a lot of walking gorgeous sites you're gonna you're gonna be looking at gorgeous sites and a lot of eating man there's a lot of places to go there's a lot of like just shops that you can just go to and, and get what you need like you're you're in a prime spot obviously that's like the center of you know touristy spots right right Rico, so i'm excited for san or for old head san juan i heard that's pretty cool yes yes yeah and yeah and you're there for what a week uh, five days i think i want to say yeah. like five days yeah that's not bad. That's not um let me ask a question. Do I need a car? Do I need to rent a car or no? Should I? I think you should. I See, think if unless you were going to strictly stay in San Juan, if you want to venture out, I would I would definitely have a car for sure. Everything is in driving distance. Like you would take no more than two hour right. drives to certain spots, but you want to get around and you want to get around easily. And I think a car would be the best. Otherwise, what you would do like Uber? Yeah, Uber. Yeah, you want to Uber. I don't okay. know. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't I don't think you should. I mean, it's gonna rack up a lot. Quite a bit, because we're gonna be there for or like you like you said, nothing's really walking distance, it's all driving distance away. Like all the attractions. But it's not like terrible. Like, it's like two hours, maybe two and a half hours at most, whatever you're going to. So it, it does you know, you, you are gonna be driving quite a lot, but at least if you do have a car, you can go wherever you want. You don't have to worry about you know, you're you're good, you know. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I might just recommend. like, I, I might rent one while I'm there. I don't think I'm going to book in advance. I think I'll just like go and, and feel it out and be like, okay, yeah, we do need a card. Then I'll just go rent one. Cause I, I don't think it's terribly expensive. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. But, but, um, yeah, um, that's going to be exciting. That's your first time there. So that's going to be cool to see and let me know, you know, what you think of it. Cause obviously, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. So it, it's nice to see that you're there and it's like, you know, the, cool. the home the motherland the motherland yeah. <laughs> um 
Yeah, man. So what what have you been playing? That's that's what we want to talk about. That's a lot. It's that's a loaded question, my friend. I've been playing a yeah. lot of games. I uh, I did a little live stream of Dead Space. I'm gonna mm. continue probably do a live stream. I might do one maybe tomorrow night, maybe Friday again. I'm not 100% sure, but I'll let you guys know. But that was fun. Unfortunately, the stream did end a little early because of technical issues, but the stream itself was, was fun. So I'm um, definitely going to be streaming that more, but I've been playing more into the story. I played Super Smash Brothers with you uh, the other, yesterday, which is pretty fun. And I kicked mm, your butt. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got um, you. All right. All right. I got all you. Right. I got you. you. Kicked my butt. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I was a little rusty. I, I admit, you know, I was playing just kind of like soft, very soft. So, um, yeah, you, you definitely beat me once or twice, but it's okay. okay. Um, and then what else? Hi-Fi Rush, I took a little break on just because Dead Space came out and I kind of wanted to play through that. So, okay. I think that's really it right now i can't think of anything off the top of my head but those are kind of like the big two ones oh and gears we play gears together you play gears i'm I'm honestly down to play gears tonight if you're down i you know i already I got that six you. kills in a row i got six kills in you, a row you nailed it last night you fucking killed it i was like on the on the weaker side i was just like not really i was feeling it but i wasn't like yeah, taking yeah. it serious you know that was like the match i was just like dicking around right, and right, i'm right, like right. okay you know what rob's like over here kicking ass like let me step it up a notch and of course we we ended at that point but we did, um, we did. i gotta redeem myself for sure you do you do we're seasoned vets man we're seasoned vets that game so we gotta yes you know uh poop mcpoop um in the chat here says gears 5 yes we were playing gears 5 and we had a blast yesterday so you should definitely um come hang out with us one time i think we're gonna i don't know i'll probably just stream it on our discord so if you want to if you're not in our discord um you know a little chat there you should definitely come in and join us in the discord um sometimes we just stream there and, and just kind of shoot the shit talk and have fun so definitely check us out yeah i think uh <clears throat> i'll post the link to discord in the chat so everyone can see it so that way you can just join yeah. and, and you know hang out but yeah we'll be streaming it so also rob who who is poop poop who is that <laughs> it's pat from press any key oh this is my all okay got it got it i'm like wait well i'm, going, I'm so confused i'm like who's poop anyways um hi hi-fi rob hi-fi rush mm -hmm. i, I want to talk a little bit about that game because we last time we spoke about it was last week when it was revealed so yes. we didn't get a chance to play it yes we've had a chance to play it and oh my gosh that game is phenomenal dude like i love almost every aspect of that game that game is such a treat especially with you right because you're playing dead space and then when you play dead space you kind of <laughs> tune out and then go back to hi-fi and you're like all right this is a nice little little break from from scary gore right yeah a little like you know reset my heart rate a little bit a little put mm. it down a little bit you know in a good way so but i'm not a real i'm not a huge rhythm based gamer right and mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. when i played that game i'm just like dude this is right up my alley like for some reason everything about it like art style the comedy the, the 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 um the way everything just flows nicely and the gameplay is just all tunes into like one really fun time like i just love jump jumping in and just kind of like play i will say though when i'm playing on my steam deck there's a little hiccups there's a little hiccups and i think i don't know if it has to do with the steam deck or if it has to do with my internet connection but the rhythm base if, I, if i'm trying to do like a like some type of um, combo it doesn't let me finish my combo for some reason you're playing on the cloud. That's why I think. Yeah, I, that's what I'm. I'm guessing it's the cloud. So I have yeah. to like reboot it, and then you know it'll work just fine. But it's uh, it's a pain in the ass. But other good than old that, input lag. That's that's what that is right there. Yes, so. yes. But <laughs> it's fun, man. I, I love that game. It's so fun. 
Is is that it? It's, it's so Smash Gears and, and Hi Fi kind of yeah, like yeah. That's really it. And then I, I played. Um, Did you play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I it. just stick to that because that's all I really played. I haven't really like I dabbled a little bit with High. Um, what's it called? Uh, high on Life. But okay. I, I I stopped playing that because I wanted to focus on High High Five High Rush. Five Rush. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do now. Um, Rob, before we get into the show though, I really want to get into this week's episode of The Last of Us HBO. Now, what this was an interesting episode. This was probably one of the highlight, like highlight episodes that everyone's talking about right now because it is so deep and so just emotionally draining at the same time. What did you think of the episode? The episode was a nice side side. I don't want to say side quest, but like side note to the series as far as what's happening from other people's perspective mm-hmm. on how this apocalypse is affecting everyone and this Before painted you keep a- going uh, obviously guys we are going to go into full spoilers of the episode so if you haven't watched it please um make sure that you tune into the episode before you watch this la 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 spoiler 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 for audio la, la, la. spoiler yeah <laughs> just just skip down ahead if uh this but yeah so go in let's do it yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, you continue. Yeah, I, I, I love the episode. I think it's like critically acclaimed right now, as far as what everyone's saying. Everyone, IGN gave it like a ten out of ten. People are saying it's like one of the best pieces of of um, television, TV, media. TV, yeah. yeah, and yes, it, the fact that like my girlfriend was next to me watching it, and she's just like bawling, crying. <laughs> <laughs> at the end at the end of it, it tells you something right like someone who's not invested in last but has nothing to do with it right mm-hmm. and it made her feel that way and i felt emotional too i was i, I not that i was crying but i was i was getting choked up i was like damn this they got, they got me feels. yeah they got me so what about you yeah that that show was phenomenal I, I, that episode was phenomenal i think that episode was really well done interesting how they 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 just again nailed everything from the actors from just the 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 story that they made and and kind of changed from the last of us game right because a lot of aspects are different in this one right i mean Mm -hmm. if you talk about the first thing obviously bill his relationship with frank is completely different than in the game and so it it kind of paints a different picture paints a different like tone for who bill is who frank is we don't even know who frank is really in the game no so we have a deeper dive of who frank is and it's it's really nice to see it's refreshing to see that story building that character building from these two perspectives right obviously homosexual um, men that you you kind of see their their life portrayed in a post-apocalyptic world and you just see it's kind of like a happy ending in a sense because they they lived a great life from what it seemed like obviously up until when bill met frank and it just seemed like everything was perfectly well balanced for them in a sense right obviously regarding the whole post-apocalyptic thing but living together having (laughs) the the, the whole world turned to crap and the clickers yeah yeah they had each other they loved each other and they they build this connection together and then in the end they ended up dying together right and peacefully it it kind of had a story peacefully and and it kind of makes you the, the moral of the story for me, when I what I got from it was like, what is your purpose in life, right? Like, who do you have in per like who do you have in your life that you love, and why are you in this world for? Like, what is your purpose? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're asking me directly, but <laughs> no, no, that, that's just rhetorical. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Just, what is your purpose in life? I guess is what I took from that from that episode. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's it's kind of like if you were going through, not even a post apocalyptic apocalyptic uh, scenario, just in general in life, like that's kind of how like everyone wants to go. Yeah, they want that peaceful. Like I'm with my person. There's nothing left. And Nick Offerman's character, Bill he wasn't even ready to go like he was he was still healthy and good to go but he's like what's the point of me going on if you're not there and he even right. said like my point of life was to provide for you and be there for you and if that's gone i already i did i did what i had to do so everything about the episode was just was beautiful and well crafted and they they did a really good job of making it feel tense still making it mm-hmm. feel less of us and not just romance mm-hmm. they mixed it up and they, you know they put some of the scenes where the the raiders come in and try and you know take over the camp and stuff like that and um like i said a couple things i could they did a lot of time skipping a lot of time hops very quickly mm. right mm. like they were like all son of 10 years and like they're old as hell and right. i feel like joel didn't age that much thing. compared to how they age like they couldn't be that right. far off in age right right no i agree 100 percent. joel in that 20 year gap looks the same in my opinion i'm like they could have whitened his hair up a little bit more right compared to like what bill did like bill's hair just turned like straight maybe he's a little bit older maybe he's like 10 years older i don't know but yeah it's it's just that's the only gripe i had about it but overall i thought it was a phenomenal episode now i know you don't remember much about the last of us game right in in the game you don't like i said you don't meet frank in fact you you only know of frank from a letter that bill reads i believe Mm -hmm. it's bill and basically it reads you know, he got bit and he hung himself so that he doesn't turn. Right. right. But in the, in the letter, he's saying, I, like, I fucking hate you, Bill. Like I, I, I didn't really like you. And you know, this, this world sucks basically, whatever he said. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Completely different dynamic than in the show, because again, what we talked about, these two cared and loved for each other and you saw a completely different dynamic and they portrayed that those scenes like perfectly, like, they did such a great job of just like seeing the emotional attachment that they've had throughout the years that I kind of prefer this ending better than the games, honestly. It's funny you say that you pointed out about the letter thing, right? That you don't really know Frank because, and they, he didn't have like a really, you didn't know him him and, him and Bill's relationship. But right. the way you just said that, if you remember when Ellie read the letter that Bill wrote to Joel, that sounds a lot like the letter that Frank wrote in the game, like saying to be like, I didn't really like you. Mm-hmm. I hung myself. So that way, you know, no one else can get bit. I mean, he, he said that in the letter, Bill, he's just like, Joel, I didn't really like you. And we're also right. don't come upstairs because we're both dead. Right. But very exactly. like, so it was weird that the way they switched, they like switched it around. Yeah. But it, they did it so well that it works and you don't really see bill anymore in the game so it kind of makes sense how they ended his his arc yeah and it again it was just a a well thought out well built relationship well built character uh story driven scene that i'm like this is this is phenomenal this is great the way they made this is perfect my only gripe with that is that in the game ellie and bill interact at some point Mm. and i like their banter whereas this doesn't have that anymore so I, i kind of wish they somehow met each other before all this happened and 
you got some of that banter because I like that that like you know that that back and forth between Bill and Ellie. But yeah. Regardless. Well, I think what's nice, not what's nice, but what they did different was they kind of brought Tess in. Right. Mm. They it brought Tess and they showed Frank, you know, having a conversation with Tess and being all happy right. that they're they're friends and stuff like that. Um, so but and in the letter it also said, Joel, take care of Tess. And yeah. he reads that and he gets choked up. We didn't really see right. that in the game from what I remember. So yes, the Ellie element was missing, but we also got kind of like a we, we got a switch so of like with Joel. Yeah. So very well done episode. Again, it adds to the lore of the game. Um, it especially if you if you played the game, like this is completely new to you. You you don't know what this, but it blends in so well and it fits perfectly into that piece. And this is like DLC for the game. That's how I'm looking at it, honestly. Dude, <laughs> like, yeah, one hundred percent. Perfect. And then just leading up to the next episode, like you're going to see how dynamic, the dynamic is completely different. It's going to be a lot more tense, a lot more action based, and it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. So I'm excited to see next episode. Yeah, me too. I, again, you know, clap to, to this show. It's, it's incredible the way so far. And I think they, this is for the future. This is what the gold standard is for video game adaptations when it comes to to shows. Let's look at this. This is I how love you do that it. you said. I love that you said future, Rob, because <laughs> story number one here: Naughty Dog done with Uncharted. Here's the future of Uncharted. Here, uh, co-president of Naughty Dog, Neil Druckmann. I see. I say Drunkman. I gotta say Druckman. It's Druckman. <laughs> he's Druckman. He's Druckman. Yeah, he's a Druckman. Yeah. Uh, Neil Druckman confirms that the studio is not is done with Uncharted series and is moving on from the the series. Um, in an interview with BuzzFeed discussing the future of Naughty Dog and this, the success of the HBO The Last of Us, Neil had this to say about Uncharted. Quote, for us, Uncharted was insanely successful. Uncharted 4 was one of our best-selling games. And we're able to put our final brushstroke on that story and say that we're done. We're moving on. Rob, does this surprise you in, in any shape or form? Like, is this something that you're like, holy shit, I didn't think, no, like Naughty Dog would be done with Uncharted. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the biggest Uncharted guy. I, I appreciate the game and it's it's a great series, but I mean, you're on four. I know people kind of had gripes of four because they kind of were like, he has a brother out of nowhere, right? I think it's four where they did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, to me, that seems like they were just like stretching the story sure. now and they they probably felt like, okay, I think, it, I think we're done. I think we should leave it before it gets bad or before we start trying to figure it out. Um, and, and four games, that's, that's pretty good run. You had a pretty good run of the series. I mean, look at God of War, God of War needed three games before it had to re well, if you count like Ascension and all that kind of stuff, but three games and then they had a reboot. So, um, you know, I, I think it's good to call it quits at that point. Like know why you're still, you're still hot or whatever, and then mm-hmm. move on to a next, next bigger IP. Cause you know how, I mean, they have Uncharted, they have, they gave us Last of Us. What's next? Give us something else because those were amazing series. And well, yeah. sorry to burst your bubble wrap, but I think Uncharted 5 is going to continue. I think the Uncharted series will continue. Maybe okay. not by Naughty Dog, but they will happen. Um, in a recent commercial from PS5, if you want to pull that up for us. Yep, pulling up right <laughs> now. Slight, just like maybe a couple seconds. I think I, seconds, uh, I would say probably like 43 seconds in, but we'll watch the whole trailer. Um, there's a a female in a tomb, what it looks like in a tomb, and kind of resembles spoilers for uncharted 4 if you guys haven't played spoilers 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 but this character <laughs> looks like it <laughs> looks like uh uh drake's daughter a little bit older obviously so once we get to that point we'll we'll stop it but 
it just looks kind of similar. And so people are thinking, okay, you're in a tomb, you're like a female. It, they put two and two together and they, they kind of just assume it would be Uncharted. This could be like Sony hinting at Uncharted, at least. There it like, is. Like, right, I just saw it. So do you think that's just because they're they're showing that from past PlayStation titles? Because she they showed God of War. familiar, unless they're trying to, like, is that like Tomb Raider? Or are they trying to... Well, but I know that it's... Tomb Raider got, um, I think that's, that looks like, um, what's it called? What's that cat? Stray. It looks like Stray, stray. right there. Yeah, it could be Stray, yeah. So right here, this shot. There's a backpack. She's in a tomb. It doesn't look like Laura Croft. And it wouldn't even be Laura Croft. Why? Because this commercial is for PS5 first-party titles, right? Who or just bought? Titles. Is that what? Oh, no, Amazon. Sorry. Amazon just bought the rights to Tomb Raider. Yes. Yes, from Embracer Group. So, yeah, it's it's definitely not Tomb Raider, 100%. So then what could this be? You know what I mean? There's nothing else that really fits with that mold. That mold. Didn't, didn't PS5, when they first showed it off, like the engine they were using in it or the, the, the graphics cards, they showed off kind of like a tomb-like structure you know what I'm talking about? It was like a tech demo they did to test out. Yes, 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 you're right. Yes, I remember that. They were showing Unreal Engine 5. Right. And it was within PS5. This is kind of to me looking. You think they were already kind of working on Uncharted 5 way before everything, and this is it? So, I mean, this screenshot, it's hard not to speculate. There's another shot, too, where she's kind of blowing dust off of something. Okay, let's see. You kind of see. see her face a little bit, but still not anything... Yeah, there I saw it. I, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, so I don't. It's hard to tell. Very hard to tell. There it is. Perfect. I mean, it's a. It looks like a like a little girl, right? Not a little girl, but like a child. Uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Not Laura think... Croft. Could it be like an Uncharted spinoff, like a new story, or do you really do think it's Uncharted Five? I. I don't believe sony is done with the uncharted series in fact i think this is a perfect opportunity for them to rebrand that that game one one okay so naughty dog is completely done with that series give it to somebody else i don't know who that would be i don't know who would really take that throne because that is that that's that's a tough one to, to to take right but you have a different studio you have a different character it's a female it's drake's daughter at this point right you would think and so it changes. It's kind of like a rebranding of Uncharted. And you were just talking about how things got kind of stretched out a little bit towards the end with, you know, Uncharted 4 and having a brother all of a sudden. So this would be a great time, great opportunity to like just refresh that that IP, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, I the only reason why I think this is a no for me or a no-no is when these studios give up on these not give up but give it to a different studio sometimes right. the result isn't the greatest thing i mean we're going to talk about it later but we see bungie going to or halo going from bungie to 343 not so great mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um they got a war stayed within santa monica and, and look how it came out i just think like these super high caliber games usually should stay in their studio their native studio but i know they can't that doesn't happen but i again i'm skeptical about right canning the reins over for this so i don't know if they would do that i don't know if they would be like 
here you go. You work on it instead, our precious IP, you know, so. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they would have to give it to someone that really is dedicated and able to make something out of this IP, right? I mean, till this day, Naughty Dog is still representing Uncharted in a sense. Um, if you pull up the other reference here, Rob, on episode two of The Last of Us, yep. there is a... A reference regarding Uncharted, I believe Uncharted 2 or 3, uh, where I want to say Trish has a uh, lighter a flask or the, or the lighter that mm -hmm. is similar to what um, Uncharted had in one of the one of the games. I think it's three or two or three, one of those two. Um, so they're still kind of throwing hints in there. You know, they're still saying they're still making or still making Uncharted re relevant in a sense. And obviously we know Naughty Dog, that's their that's their baby. That's their first like real big major change in the industry for them. And so this is like important to them. So obviously they would do something like this. It would be cool to do. But I don't know. For me, I feel like it's still being talked about. It's still being thrown in our face, even if it's like subtle throws in the face. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense for them to reboot this franchise, give it to somebody else and just, you know, continue the series from there. No, 100%. And if we're uh, hitting the chat here real quick, you know, Nasty Nate said they have to have their Treasure Hunter games. They have to, Sony. So they knew. Wow, that is a striking photo of you, sir. Look at that mustache. Wow. Look at that, dude. Holy. That's wild. Wow, that is immaculate That man can, right look, there. can look good no matter what. No Jesus matter what. Christ. Literally. Um, and then Pat said that, you know, Motive, look what they did with Dead Space. We had the Dead mm -hmm. Space remake, and they that mm -hmm. was given to a different studio. So, Great yes. point. Great point. Great point. Yeah, exactly. That could that could work, man. You give it to a studio that is dedicated, that's hungry, that wants to have that like IP to you know for them to like work on. It could be gold. It could be gold. I'm I'm not I'm not, uh, I'm not, not agreeing with you. I think it could yeah. work based on like you know the conversation just now, but I think what it is is with the with hate the whole halo thing i think is really like i'm like uh give it to a different studio yucky <laughs> you know what i mean that says give it to ben studio mm. i don't know man ben studio is also if you guys don't know uh it's their uh days gone, days there gone. There, yeah there's another game that i can't i can't think of right now but there's another one they're working on um yeah i don't know we'll see we shall see um, continuing that Sony trend here, uh, news number two, Sony is already cutting production for PlayStation VR 2 due to low pre-order volume. This is coming from Bloomberg. Um, Bloomberg states that Sony's new PlayStation VR 2 is already heading for failure. Sony planned to make 2 million PSVR 2 headsets at launch, but now Bloomberg is stating that the number has been cut to 1 million. Uh, Sony stated afterwards that they do not plan to actually cut production, so it appears that this initial report is in fact false uh the psvr headset has been facing a lot of uh, skepticism since this was revealed uh with a few months back uh 550 is a hefty price point for it um you can only play playstation games on it and uh, it's not even backwards compatible for psvr one so you can only play psvr2 titles um and on top of that the lineup for psvr2 titles don't look that hot so a lot of questions a lot of concerns um what do you think about this, Rob? Do you, is it surprising to you? Nasty Nate is still on board. It's still going to get it. <laughs> Does this surprise you as well? <laughs> like, what do you think? Um, so apparently Sony said, no, we're not doing that. It's a, like a false report. 
But mm. I think it's still interesting that, first of all, why is there a false report of that? Like, that's super annoying. If I was someone, I'd be annoyed. Be like, <laughs> that's we didn't, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, why? Why are you spreading yep. something that doesn't have real? Um, but could I mean, that happens be, all the time, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it could also be Sony covering their backs that they're actually, but do I think that pre-orders are not where they think they want it to be? I think that sure. part's true. I think that part is 100% true. I think so, too. I don't know. I, it's that the, the same convo. Like, I'm going to hear it from somebody else, like Nasty, who's going to get it. I'm going to be like, hey, how is it? Is it great? Is it not great? And he, unless he goes, this thing is amazing. Go get it now. Then I'd be like, all right. Or you, I don't just... see how that's that's possible. I mean, I, I, I think the tech is there. I think the tech is really cool. But. But. Yeah, I was waiting for the button. Rob, what killed the Vita? The There's no software to back up the Vita. And that's my issue with the PSVR 2. There's nothing that really screams, oh, this game? I need to get this game. This game is, I have to buy this system because this game looks dope. And, and, and that's kind of what killed the Vita. That's what kind of... You know, change perspectives like like, and that's what what won people over for the PS3. If you want to change it up, right? The PS3 version, like when you talk about the PS3, their lineup was killer. Everybody, like, even though the PS3 was six hundred dollars, people wanted a PS3 because of just the lineup of games that they had. Same thing now with PS5. Like, it's just a continuous cycle because they have the games to kind of back it up. So let's talk about the games. Um, I'll pull up on the screen here. And I'll and I will say for the audio listeners, but let, let's look at the games that are coming out for PlayStation VR two. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, number one is Horizon Call of the Mountain, right? We know this arguably is arguably kind of... the biggest, right? Okay. Okay. The, arguably, arguably the biggest title that they have right now for PSVR two, right? You you disagree? No, 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 no. I'm not saying I disagree, but like. Horizon isn't really like people aren't oh. psyched for Horizon. Like we know that, but from Forbidden West, like people didn't really play it like that. Agreed. It's I'm not saying it's a bad game or anything like that, but as far as people playing it, like a lot of people had a like I know one of our buddies, he had to force himself to play it. Like that's how I feel. I feel like I have to literally drag myself and force myself to play Forbidden West. Even though I know it's a beautiful and great game, it's just something about it just doesn't grab my attention i don't know what it is and then but you talk about call of the mountain honestly what i've seen I, i'm not that impressed like it looks great i guess but nothing about it screams like holy shit dude like i fucking need a psvr2 right now <laughs> like like, a, right. Like, you know, like you just have to like really get it like no I, nothing about it is captivating me but i can see the i can see the appeal i just don't think for me it's gonna sway me any difference can I ask you a question? Do you think the reason why VR doesn't do well is because it's hard to show VR 100%. on T like when you're because VR is again you're you're adding that extra element, but you're just watching on a screen, you're like, I'm just watching a trailer to a first person game. Yeah. You think that's what it is? You think it's a marketing that it's hard to market? Because of the, you can't you can't actually like be in there and and feel it and and see what's happening. You're only That's seeing the, it through first. Go ahead. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. You're you're basically it's basically just like a first person shooter or first person view of things. So when you're watching it on a tra as a trailer, is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, that's the biggest issue with VR, right? And it's hard to market VR because on screen, you're you're not really seeing anything that you'll really see when you're hands-on. Like you have to really have hands-on to understand mm-hmm. how VR works. And, and, and that's probably my issue too because I've not really had hands-on with VR. Never, never really had. So am I kind of swayed in one way because i've never really played it probably that's probably what it is maybe if i got my hands on the psvr2 i'd be like oh shit like this tech is 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 where it's at like i need to have this but um it's hard to it's hard to sell it's hard to like really show people like hey you need this because this is what you can do like how do you present that even on on stage how do you present that you know that's the thing right every time i tried vr i've liked it for the most part like I, my buddy had Beat Saber. He had an Oculus, I think, and I put it on, and I was freaking doing the whole crazy, looking like an idiot. And right, right. I had a blast. I'm like, I want this. This is sick. But when I watch it on T, when I watch it, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, why? It just looks like a regular game to me. Right. And but when I'm actually experiencing VR, it makes me want. It. it makes me want to be like, this is a cool. This is cool piece of hardware, and I want. I just want to try different things on this. So I think that's the number one issue right now we're having with VR is it's a transition of how do we get people to be excited about VR without mm-hmm. having them put on a headset and you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, to the chat here, are you guys besides Nasty Nate, we know we're going to, we know he's going to get it. <laughs> um, are you guys interested in PSVR too? Are you possibly going to get it? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I'm definitely interested and curious to see what people have to say about it. I, I've seen people kind of go both ways. They're, they, they're really interested, but it just costs too much. Or they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I'm going to get it day one, you know? So um, interesting. Very, very interesting. And, and I guess another question after chat too, whoever has a VR headset or do you play in small burst because it's disorienting for, for a while or you just rather sit down with a controller looking at a TV and not having like, you're like just having this thing on your head for three hours at a time. I'd imagine it gets uncomfortable after a while. So maybe right. that's part of it too, right? You just don't want to sit there for three hours and, and have this thing on your head. Right. So interesting. We'll have to see this comes out this year, right? Soon. Yes. yes. Um. So we'll see what the numbers look like, but also this is tethered and that, that pisses me off too. So I, I, I kind of wish they took that step forward and made it just completely wireless and maybe then I'd be like, okay, like now I, I'll get that true VR experience. But because it's tethered, I mean, granted, it's like one wire, just like this, right? But one wire and it's super long. So it, it might not be that bad, but the fact that they couldn't just transition out of that and, you know, for, you know, for, you don't know why, right? It could have been many reasons, but I just wish they, they took that step forward, you know? It's a lot of data to do wirelessly if you think about it. I think that it, they could have probably went wireless, but it would it would have been even more expensive to do that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've tried a headset with a wire yet. I think I've only tried uh, like a wireless headset, like a Quest 2, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've heard from people, though, the wire doesn't really bother them that much because of how long it is. But I would be deathly afraid if I plug it in and I'm playing like some scary game or something like, you know, Resident Evil 4. And then all of a sudden I like yank and then it just pulls yanks out of my PS5 and my PS5 falls on the floor and it's destroyed forever and I cry. And I'm out, and then I'm out not only the $500, but I'm out the, the, the $400 for the PS5. So, you know. Yeah, that would be a sight to see. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I have yeah. Gran Turismo on here. That's a good game for VR. That's true. It's also a game that came out already, right? Gran Turismo 7? I don't isn't, think... So. Isn't this the old one or... Oh, yeah, it is. Is this You're the right. new Gran Turismo? This, this is the old one. This is the old one. Yeah. yeah. It's the one. So, I mean, cool, but like, okay. Um, yeah, that's where I feel with the uh, P- PSVR with the whole VR situation, but we'll see. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's weird. Okay, here's a different here's a different topic, but kind of kind of keeping it within the PSVR scope. Sony really pushing the PSVR too, right? Weirdly yes. enough, like I mean, sure, PSVR one sold a decent amount, but you would think in this day and age, they would kind of focus on another handheld instead of via a uh, PlayStation VR. Like, yeah, VR VR is isn't the most popular thing right now, right? Like, obviously, it, it, it's, it, it has a, a, a certain niche, but when it comes to, like, handhelds, like, I think handhelds have been going off the charts as of recent years, you know? No? Nasty Nate says no? So you wouldn't want the... <clears throat> sorry, I am, I'm I'm just recovering from a cold, but you wouldn't want them to, like, really there. have... A little, a, little bit of, a little bit of juice there. Um, you wouldn't want them to have any, like handheld like after the vita you don't want vita 2 well that's the problem that's the problem with sony they they kind of did it and they have proven that they kind of fail they they fail at it they they can't for whatever reason they just don't compete with nintendo don't get me wrong like there's a psp fan base there's a vita the vita was a good system for the most part i feel a lot of people love it like again we talked about last episode people love the vita but no, it they just don't words. do it well. They just don't. They the problem is the titles. They don't do the titles right. Like Nintendo has a secret sauce, right? They do they exclusives for their handheld, but for the Sony handhelds, they just can't get the titles right. They can't do it for some reason. Dude, the PSP says fuck you. Honestly, the PSP did it right. With what you don't think they had the titles? They had the proper titles that they needed. That that shit sold relatively well, I think. I mean, granted, I've never had a PSP, but the Vita is where they, they their downfall was, right? The Vita was an issue because I think it was too ahead of its time, and it didn't have the software to back it up. So if they change that, and, and you think of Nintendo right now, Nintendo isn't in the handheld space anymore. Granted, they, they, they fuse their console. They fuse their console with a handheld. They don't have a 3DS anymore. The 3DS Switch Lite's not- a 3DS. The 3D, the the Switch Lite is is their handheld. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You can't dock it. It's literally smaller. It's you put in your pocket. Switch. It's still the Switch. No matter what, it's still it's the different. Switch. It's different. It, I don't think they're in that space of like handheld. Like Sony, could, like again, you have Steam Deck killing it. You have what are the other like weird? Yeah, but the Steam Deck are- isn't even a, a true handheld. If I'm if I'm being honest. I don't think it's it's not a true handheld thing. I don't feel comfortable taking the the. So you've played you've played it you've played it on your TV is what you're saying. Every time you played your Steam Deck, you've played it on your TV. No, but I'm saying portability wise, that's what goes along with a handheld. It's not very portable. I'm not gonna lug this thing on a on a walk to the park. I'm not gonna I'm not taking like I brought this thing on a flight with me. And I'm sitting there and I'm squished and I'm like have this giant brick in my my lap of just like this giant thing. Plus the battery life isn't the greatest thing in the world if you're playing directly on, like if you're loading up a game on Steam. If you're emulating, that's fine. But you can't even play your cloud games because you have no internet on the plane most of the time and you have to, or you have to pay for it and the internet sucks. So like 
yeah, the Steam Deck is handheld, but like compared to a Switch Lite where I literally can just shove it in my like cargo, you know, the big cargo pants pocket, like I could just shove it in there. Oh, there, man. I didn't, th- I didn't know where this was going. So I was like, wait, where are you going <laughs> to shove this thing, dude? Holy shit. Oh, shit. But I get it. I get it. I'm okay. just saying Sony can come back and they can make a comeback and, and they can fix all the issues that the Vita had. And yes, Nasty Nate, I, I hear you. I'm not, I'm not ignoring you. Right, I, 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 I see all your messages, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I, I missed the one that you wrote. Um, you know, there's too many handhelds. What's the point, right? Um, I get it, but if Sony does it right, dude, I think with the titles that they have, it'll stand out from the rest of the handhelds. If you can play, I mean, granted, they're playing they're, now. They're kind of transitioning over to to, to PC, right? But if yes. you can play that portably. If you can play, you kind of can now, I guess, right? With the Steam Deck. I, I guess the Steam Deck is kind of like the encompasses everything. Like it just kind of like takes everything and just combines it into one. I can play my Xbox. I can probably, I can play my PS PS5 games. You can play my PC games. You can, yeah. So that's the answer, I guess, is the Steam Deck. Everyone buy a Steam Deck. Basically. But again, I do miss, I do miss an ultra portable solution. But I just don't think they would have the titles for it. I, that's that's where I see that Sony being the, the downfall is, is the titles for the because the Vita failed. Remember PSP Go? Remember that thing? Yes. Do you know? Right. Do you remember PSP Go? Remember the PSP Go. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was rough. It was cool. What's that? What's that? News number three here: E3 loses the big three at this year's E3 2023. E3 is back after four years without a physical event. Arguably the biggest gaming industry event for major showcases in the gaming industry. Unfortunately, this year, E3 loses the big three, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, as multiple IGN sources claim that Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo will not be part of E3 2023 or even have a presence in the Los Angeles Convention Center show floor. IGN spoke with Xbox CEO Phil Spencer after after announcing Mm -hmm. that they will return for its annual summer showcase but will not be aligned with E3. They seem to be timing the showcase with, quote, convenience for press and event consumers nintendo has maintained a booth at e3 show floor but sources claim that they will no longer be there this year rob what do you think like what what's happening like why uh, why is e3 trying so hard right now <laughs> i mean we knew this was happening we knew they were going to come we knew it was going to be like a grand old party like yeah it's the gang's back together let's do this like no like they nintendo stumbled on this thing yeah with a direct and then Sony was like, "That's a good idea. We should we should do that too." They did it, right. and they, they were successful. Now, after all these years, Xbox is like, "Screw it, we're gonna do it too." And granted, it was a little different compared to the other two. I would say it's it's probably the most Are you odd about one. The direct, the the, the developer direct, yeah, developer direct. But still, I would say pretty successful, given that we got you know Hi-Fi Rush. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but. I, I get why they're not going to go like you have control of your own destiny. Like, why would you pay to have a presence? You know how much it takes to set up uh, to have a presence and those and those shows and stuff like the that cost the amount of money the, you're spending. Right, right. Exactly. If they have to make sure that the timeline is there, then there's going to be crunch and be able to get the trailer out this mm-hmm. way. They're just like, no, we're just going to take our time, not stress out our developers when they're ready. They're ready. We're not going to make it ready by this time. So this was, I don't even understand why people were saying, like, thinking about, like, yeah, they're going to be there. Like, no, they, a hundred, uh, uh, Nintendo for a fact, like, you know, for a fact, they weren't going to be there. 
I kind of feel like the <clears throat> showcase industry, I guess, the, the showcase mm. uh, battle between Jeff Keighley and E3 is just getting saturated at this point. Like, Jeff Keighley has taken over yearly the, 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 the showcase floor, in a sense. Yes. He and it's does a it every for that. every couple months. You know, he does the, the summer showcase. He does, um, he does the the what's the uh, the end one the um summer showcase. He does the uh, game game awards. Like game he Fest? does a bunch of no, that's that's Xbox. Oh, that's part of oh uh, no, that's Game Fest. Yeah, that's him. Summer Game Fest is him. Yeah, Jeff Keighley. Um, yeah, I just what you think about something else? Probably, probably. But yeah, I mean, I think E3 is just the relic of the past at this point. I just think it's trying to come back and it's like not, it's not that it's not wanted, but it's like, you're, you're too late. You know, like we've, we've have a bunch of other things that kind of took over and they're doing it well. And so, especially you losing the big three, right? You, you're not having those main stage, like, con- like, Microsoft, Sony, like Nintendo, like those are the main three that typically people would go and watch E3 for. You don't have them. Like all you have is what? Ubisoft? Like, <laughs> like and Ubisoft is down in the shitter right now. Yeah. I, I think what they could turn it into if they want to give that physical presence is just kind of turn it into a video game con. Kind of like how like PAX is like PAX East is kind of like that PAX East is I know it's like indies and stuff like that but make it more of like a con where you you have everyone dressing up make it open and have vendors have um, have people there have some developers there that are showcasing their game and have demos out that you can come play but don't make it into this you know spectacle anymore as far as like a showcase don't make it into a showcase anymore make it into a, a, a con. I yeah. think don't make what... it suit and tie like just just make it like a fun place to be. We've talked about this, right? We want we're like, hey, why isn't there a gaming convention? Like there is packs you can consider a gaming convention, but like that's mostly for indies, right? Right. Where is a convention that you just have a like legit just straight up like games like whether, whether you're indie, whether you're AAA, like just have a, a, a fun old time and just have all the stuff that you love gaming in one convention. I don't think there's something like that, or at least not to my knowledge. There is stuff like that, but they're small. They're not, there's not like a super, it's usually like, like in a city. There's like, like game, there's literally called gaming conventions. But yeah, like, yeah. They're small, like you said, there's nothing like E3 scope. Yeah. And they usually, um, combined with like anime, they usually do like yes. an anime kind of thing. Right. So it, I think that's what E3 should turn into if they want to capture kind of like that physical presence because what that's what it was it was it was a physical presence kind of kind of thing so maybe that's what they should aim towards other than that like i don't care about ubisoft that much i don't care about ea that much with their like yes but i don't want to see a whole showcase of ea <laughs> you know what i mean so yes for sure for sure yeah yeah man um do you care about 343 though rob industries i do care i care about them quite a bit man i really do because news number four 343 industries lays off and the future of halo is what we're going to be talking about as you may know as you may heard microsoft has been having a mass layoff of uh people in the 343 industries and it's been affected as of like last week or something i think it happened like recently right um well basically when it happened with everybody else kind of having those layoffs with the tech industry, gaming industry. Um, 343 has reported a loss of 95 jobs and affected the future of Halo in a huge way. 
343 is restarting its development and will be moving over to Unreal Engine 5. The current engine called Slipspace is aging and, will, and is struggling to work with. Uh, there will also be no plans to deliver more story content for Halo Infinite, which did we ever have a confirmation that that was going to be something that we were getting, like actual story DLC? I don't know if we were actually getting a promise. That? Is that I don't the know promises? if promise, but no, what happened was Infinite or Microsoft or Xbox, they promised that Infinite was going to be like a 10 year thing full of updates, right? It was going to keep going. It was going to keep going. So you would assume that there would be some type of story element to that if you're keeping the game, you know, updated for two years. I mean, look at Destiny. Destiny does story as well as, as mm-hmm, mm-hmm. multiplayer. So um, I think I think a lot of people were disappointed with that. Um, we did debunk. A, a rumor saying that 343 will continue to work on Halo projects. Um, Halo project code name Ta- Tatanka? Tanaka? Tanaka, maybe? Tatanka? T- uh, which will Tanaka, use Unreal maybe. Engine 5, which apparently started as a battle royale. Come on, give me a battle royale Halo. Um, yeah, this is unfortunate. Again, a lot of people losing their jobs this time of year. Um, 343 definitely hit hard, right? Yes. I think... A lot of it has to do with just the f- the way they're ro- they're running the ship there, right? The way they're they're kind of handling the Halo franchise as a whole. It's tough because one, it looks like they're moving to Unreal Engine Five, which okay, I guess it will help with cost. My my assumption because if they have their own engine, Slip Space, that's that's money, that's money that they're spending. But if they move over to Unreal Engine Five, that's like a third party. They'll probably save money there. But also, like this says here it's probably a struggle to work with their engine currently. They probably didn't have the necessary um, infrastructure that was able to kind of help build. I mean, it, the game runs fine. The game runs great, but I'm sure it was a hell, like it was hell for them to kind of like develop it, which is why that game got delayed a few times. Yeah. Part of, part of the reason. They were saying that it's aging and it, it was a hard, it was a hard uh, engine to work with, right? Mm-hmm. So Unreal Engine 5 is going to be a lot easier because it's kind of like the standard and it's more open open source for everyone to use. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now I think the biggest concern that they have with Unreal Engine 5 is, is it still going to feel like Halo? I, I think that was like a lot of people were like, the reason why they're using Slip Space is because it's like a, a legacy system. It, it's it's kind of old, but it, it, that's where the that's how it gets the halo feel is through that engine. So if they move over to this engine, is it still going to feel halo-y or is it going to feel like a completely going to look like gears? (laughs) Yeah. Was it going to feel like kind of like, I know, I know halo five was probably the, the, the halo that felt the least like halo. Is it going to feel like something like that? Really? Is that, is that the general consensus? I think so. I think halo five was kind of like the weirdest. I think it's uh, the, it felt weird compared to the other ones. Yeah, I mean, at least me, as, as as not a Halo fan, like it felt just like any other Halo. Like it felt like right at home. I feel like you know, um, interesting. I I, I wish three forty three the best. I I was kind of in the bandwagon of maybe three forty three should take a break with Halo and try something different and maybe have another studio work on Halo and see what they can do. But if we're saying that three forty three is going to continue working on Halo, then you know, again, I think Halo is in a tough spot because of how the post content has been. Otherwise the gameplay feels good. The, the graphic fidelity looks fine. Like everything about halo feels and looks like halo. They just need to work on post content and kind of sticking 
to their guns, sticking to their word and saying, this is coming out, this is going to come out. Obviously, Halo 5 had a, or Halo Infinite had a major issue when it comes to like really meeting the deadlines things and some things got scrapped because of it. Mm-hmm. If they keep it where this is our goal for the next 10 years, similar to um, Bungie and Destiny, this is our 10-year plan and they hit those points, I, I think Halo can come back. I think so. I mean, I think, I know it's impossible, but I think if Bungie took over Halo again, again, it's still different. It's different people there, but that's kind of like the savior. I think Halo, Halo needs to come back to to its roots, and, and that's what they need to do. I think this needed to happen. I think they're. I mean, granted, I don't want. It, I didn't wish layoffs to happen, but I think the reset button needed to be clicked um, right. because I think Halo Infinite was kind of. I don't want to say it was a lost cause, but they were kind of like beating. You know to get that yeah. horse at that point because yeah, it yeah. kind of came and gone and you could tell unless they did like some major thing like like the battle royale where we get people in which it seems like they're trying to implement um and see but i don't know man i i i it's i, I guess it could be an exciting time to be a elephant because like you're gonna get something new soon eventually um but do you think that is that the, what they're working on you think a battle royale is that what you're alluding to or no i i it, it i guess the the, the new project started out as a battle royale i really do think they need to go back to to story they really need to really flesh out that story because when it comes to first person shooters what is the number one one you you kind of think that comes out against the story so it's halo halo so yeah uh chazzy in the chat says chazzy in chat um i'm interested (laughs) in seeing what it is and like I was kind of excited for Infinite, and I don't know, it just didn't deliver for me. So that's kind of like the general like consensus, consensus of this, right? Like it's like okay, like I was excited for this, it seemed cool, and then it just fell off. No one played it, or not that no one played it, but like very few people continued playing the game. And of course, it didn't help that three forty three didn't deliver on the promises, so that kind of left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. So unfortunately, yeah, but could be, could this could be a good thing for Halo as well? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Halo is done. It doesn't seem like Halo is, you know, going to be pushed away. If if anything, they're going to continue to keep pushing Halo because it's such a big franchise. So they just have to figure out the right right way to do it. Question, do you think they move away from Master Chief? No. No No way. Um, No, because what else would you do? Nothing. It's weird. Master Chief is one of those weird, iconic characters that he's just a guy in a suit. But people seem to just like really like like his character a lot. And I don't they know. Did, they did people... reach, bro. They did reach. Reach. You were a different Spartan. You weren't. You were level <clears> six, <throat> level team six. So I, I think it can be done. You just have yeah, to do well, right? You can do it once or twice, but to literally remove yourself from from Master Chief, I don't think that's a smart move for them. I don't think so. Unless you're like really going like full blown, full blown like rebranding and completely changing the iconic character, like the mascot of Halo, maybe. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a job. It's not an easy job. It's, yeah, it's a hell of a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, that ends our news for the week. Um, I'm gonna go into in-game chat now. We'll oh. talk about. Um, before we move into oh, in-game no. chat, we have Expert, little uh, baby. We got the baby holla, news. Holla, sorry. <laughs> what, little, what, little, little, what are you talking the ba- about? The baby oh, news, the, the quick news. news. Yeah, where's the baby news? It's up top. Oh, you left it up top. Bastard. Yeah, that's, right. why, that's uh, why. Before we go into in-game chat, we're gonna start with some quick news. 
just a little segment where we just throw in some other detailed news that we aren't going to go into full detail. Just throw you, <clears throat> give you the news for the week. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is delayed till April. Uh, a new adult Gohan and Piccolo skin coming to Fortnite. God cool. damn it, Fortnite! Gonna get <laughs> me in there again. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna log Apex. in. It's gonna be a ton of freaking Gohans in there. Watch. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. Apex Legends Mobile shutting down after only ten months. And Final Fantasy uh, 7 Anniversary, 26th Anniversary, gets national holiday in Japan. And a Lego set's coming. And a Lego set is coming. How is that? I don't even know how that looks like. Is it like, like what is it? What is it? It's going to be based off the scenes. They like put out a poll saying there's four scenes from Final Fantasy 7. Pick which one you guys like the most, and whoever one wins will be made into a Lego set. Mm. So um, it's going to be kind of like one of those set pieces. You know how they have like the Friends I don't know if you, you don't really do Lego, so you don't really understand what I'm talking nah, about. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> um, before we go into in-game chat, Chazzy says, I'm good with the Jedi delay. Delay it, work on it, make it right. I agree. I think I, it's a stacked month. I think it was, was it supposed to come out this month, right? Uh, March. March. Okay. I think so March. I think April. April. Yes. Yeah, it's not That's that fair. Because this month is stacked. Hogwarts Legacy? Loki, Loki, day one for you. Day, day one for you now, right? I Loki guarantee. Loki excited, dude. I don't know yeah. why. Like, I'm not a Hogwarts. Dude, listen, like, uh, this fucking shoot shit out of your fucking wall, bro. We'll Patron is fucking we'll big as dickens, you know? Like, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, in-game chat. This is a question for you, Rob. Or in your chat for this week. Dramatic pause. <clears throat> Should more developers shadow drop games comparing shadow drops to marketed games obviously this stems from hi-fi rush the game that came out last week completely took everyone by storm we had no idea that was coming out it was shown off in the xbox director developers direct and it's like hey guys here's a trailer for hi-fi rush it's awesome right guess what you can play it right now or like in a few hours and that that was just like mind-blowing for me right so everyone tried it out we played it i've talked a little bit a little bit about it earlier in this episode i love it rob you love it and so the question begs to be quite answered here should more developers shadow drop games and is this a good thing i mean the answer is yes but it depends on the game Shout um what's what's high t- hi-fi rush i keep trying to say high time hi-fi rush is a very linear game it's very like i don't want to say it's safe but there's no online it's a safe game it's, it, there's no online there's not it's not a huge open world nothing like that it, it's it's story driven it, it's kind of neat and it's it's here this it, it just this, this is what you're getting and and that's pretty much it but if you take like an open world game and you take something like that and you just shadow drop it people were like i don't know what's going on like what the hell is all this i don't i don't want to deal with it like for for something like that you kind of have to build up it's like we're building this world and this world you could be a fucking chicken and the chicken you can find a rooster and fall in love and you know what i mean like something stupid like that i don't know why he's the example I was gonna yeah, do yeah, yeah. but like it really depends on the game to be <laughs> to be shadowed you like my pitch for a game video game that was great dude. that was great yeah. Pitching um, but yeah that, that's kind of how i feel about shadow drops i i'll say this about shadow drops the number one thing i love about them is it takes the 
biased opinion you may have if you read the review. Right? I, if Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think it does. If I if High Fire Rush was marketed and they were like, it's coming out this day in four months or whatever, and you look into it and you look in the reviews and you're, you're dissecting the gameplay and people are like, oh, this looks really good, but I don't know if I like seeing this. And then people get the review codes and then they review it. And then you see the reviews online. Someone gave it a three. Someone gave it a five. Someone gave it a four. Someone gave it a three. Someone, you're like, is this game good? Is this game bad? I don't know. What should, you had nothing. It's just a blank slate. You saw the trailer. It came out. It's done. You have your own opinion right there. Did you, do you, you're playing. You're like, whoa, this is, this is sick. I like this. This feels good. But maybe if someone put into your brain, like this game sucks, you might be like, ah, like this part of the game because mm-hmm. this person said this so that's how i feel about shot drops dude this was a perfect storm because the trailer was phenomenal which is mm-hmm. what inclined people to be like holy shit like this looks cool like i stopped what i was doing i was at work and you know i'm casually watching the the, the, the showcase and when that came out when when hi-fi was shown i'm i stopped what i was doing i'm like oh this looks cool like this yeah, is really cool what? and the the fun that they had in that trailer too like there's it's just like you know from the developers of uh what's it called whatever game they made i forget the uh game evil was, uh, uh evil hood yeah yeah evil evil hood. yeah i'm really like my stuffy right now sorry guys you're good you're good <clears throat> you gotta and get that. they're like you know just get like you know they, they said like you know no seriously like they were like kind of making jokes about it like that was cool again this game they had no marketing no marketing whatsoever, no buzz. And so you you play that game for the first time because of the trailer and you're instantly hooked. You're like you said perfectly, Rob. You you you're instantly taking it with what you see at first, like at face value. Like you're seeing everything for what it is, you're making your own opinions, and that works for this game because of the simplicity of it, right? You were talking about simplicity in the beginning. This game kind of feels like a GameCube game. And, and I'm saying that in the most like positive way, endearing way. You're not saying that like it's it's old. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun like GameCube game that came out in 2023. Like it's it, it has like all that like quirkiness to it. It has like the fun like dialogue. Like it's just fun to play, right? And it it can't happen for every single game. Um, Chazzy wrote in and yeah, in this chat in, in this message here, he was saying, what if like Metal Gear came out with no promo? Yes, it could probably work because Metal Gear is such a huge, like, you know, a massive conglomerate, like, like you know, game. But if it's a game that's coming out now, like an indie game, like, you can't really expect the same the same hype because some people just don't, they, they don't vibe with that kind of game, whatever it is. It just depends on what you're, what you're showing off. You can't have, you can't have a game, like you said, have like a, a whole full 70 hour uh campaign and online component and then just shadow drop it and expect people to be like holy shit like this is like no you can't you have to have a very precise marketing team without any marketing if you're trying to shadow drop it but know exactly how you're going to market this game when it first drops so to say that we to, to say that it wasn't marketed is is a lie um the trailer did the marketing for a sec when we first saw the trailer, it, it piqued your interest. When you saw it, you're like, oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. And you were interested. And then they were like, it's out. That trailer piqued your interest, making you want to be like, that looked kind of cool. I'm going to go try that out real quick. Right. You know, so there needs to be a little sprinkle of of marketing there um, yes, for yes. It to, to pique the interest. But yep. they executed that 
congrats to I forget the name of the the developer. Uh, even with developer, what are they called? Uh, I'll find out. Yeah, um, but they did a perfectly like textbook just execution of the, the shadow drop. Like that was I don't know if anyone could do it better than they could because that was that was crazy. Angle game um, works. <clears throat> yeah, and Chazzy, to, to answer your question, the game is essentially he he uh, asks, what is the game about? Yeah, so you're a uh, guy who has like an issue i think he has an arm so he can add a he can they can give him a new arm this like huge conglomerate that that creates mechs and stuff like that and they said okay we'll give you a new arm but when they made his arm they like infused it with his ipod so like his heart is his ipod now and it's really weird i know i'm explaining it really really weird but like he can feel the music of the beat of the world so like when you're playing like everything kind of has a beat and when you hit people and enemies there's a little beat that pops up and then you basically are hitting to the beat and you, the combos extend and um, the music plays louder and he's, he thinks he's a rock star or he's, he's, he's yeah. an aspiring rock star. And uh, there's a lot more goes into it, but that's basically it. I'm to put it in a nutshell. It's very, very similar to almost like a Scott Pilgrim kind of adventure, but it, mm-hmm. it combines like Kelvin said, the, the elements of like an old GameCube game. Like uh, what was the one like sunset overdrive? Yep. What's the other game that people were comparing it to? It was Scott, Scott Pilgrim and Sunset. At least no, there was there was a there was a GameCube. Oh, something Radio. It was a GameCube game. Something Radio. I don't remember the name of it, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it's a rhythm platformer, basically. Yeah, and it's a really fun rhythm platformer at that. Um, yeah, so that that that's basically the the, the topic for for this week. Um, so the basis of it is. I don't think it works for everybody. I don't think every developer should do this. Definitely, it worked for Tango uh, GameWorks, which is you know kudos to them. But it can't work for every single developer. If you're a first-time indie uh, developer and you're making this game, you worked ten years in this game, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna shadow drop this, and it's gonna make a huge headline. Like, it's not gonna work, dude. Like, don't don't do that. Indie developers do not just shadow drop your games. Please, there is a need for marketing, but when the time is right <laughs> i think a good game like just off the top of my head that could have been j- just shadow dropped and i don't know if it actually was or anything but like among us i think if they showed off like you can like mm. play with your friends and then and then they just be like you go go play this now with your friends grab a buddy go play yeah. this then i can see something like that working but those are also fascinating stories among us was one of them where that game came out years ago and it wasn't until streamers picked it up that it got huge and, and so it, it, that's another type of marketing, right? You have streamers that really market the game for you that make games kind of really blow out of what they were initially kind of like housed mm-hmm. in with just like the little market that they had. And it just becomes this massive IP, which is another interesting topic. Yeah, I mean, like I said, streamers is an also form of media, right? It's yeah. it's essentially TV. If you think about yeah. it, like it's TV, it's modern day TV for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh, well, that ends our week of the Gaming Duel podcast. Rob, thank you. Appreciate your your insight, your input. Thank you. Um, thank you. Anything for the viewers here? Anything for the listeners? Um, no, not right now. I mean, we are going to be doing a couple of things uh, in the coming months. We're, we're preparing to do that. A lot of cool announcements, and they really are going to be really cool. I'm not just saying that. Like, I'm actually really psyched for them. Um, I'll be leaving for Puerto Rico pretty soon. So, 
I don't know if Kelvin's going to want to do this show by himself or he's going to want a nice little guest in here. If you want to be a if guest on the show, wants to join, here's a... Hit, hit the boy up. There hit you the go. Up. You got to be a nice co-host, you know, be a guest. Yep. It'll be fun times. And yeah, it's, that's all I got. Should I open my Sephiroth Amiibo that I got? Or should I should I keep it sealed? What do you think? I would leave it for a poll on Twitter and see what they say. They're going to say yes. They're going to say like, They're going to say, they're gonna yeah, say yes. It. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. I look at it, I'm like, I should open it. But then I look at it, I'm like, I shouldn't open it. I shouldn't open it. I shouldn't open it. It's it's one of those weird things. I have mine open. It's fine. It's it's cool. Well, it's is, is it like next year or no? Is it back tomorrow? It's over there. You want me to, you want to take it out? You want, no, you want to no, it's fine. It's fine. It's just too much work. Um, yeah. I, 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 do you have any other Amiibos that are closed that are like in, in No, box? I have I have Link. I mean, I'm not going to start an Amiibo collection. I'm not going to do that because. Right. Like, yeah, same. Chazzy actually has an Amiibo. Uh, the Legend but of Zelda his, Ocarina of Time cool. one. His are all like in the box. Yeah, but they they fetch a pretty penny now. They're like, I think that one's like 80 bucks right now if you wanted to buy it. So mm-hmm. I imagine a Sephiroth one, it, it'll probably cost some some type of money in a couple of years and stuff like that. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe one day I'm just be like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll, see. well thank right. you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Again, we'll see you guys next week. Right? You're here next week, bro. I'm here next week. I'll be here. You're here next week. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye.